The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is Daniel Garcia with another episode of the All Angels Podcast. Uh, on this episode, I was able to talk with Angels number 14th. Number 14 prospect, Aaron Hernandez, uh, pitcher in the organization. Uh, he spent the whole year with the Empire 66ers. After the season, he was able to go over to the Arizona Fall League, where he did actually really well. Uh, the last week of the Fall League, he actually got pitcher of the week. Um, we talked about that a little bit. We talked about um, kind of his season and what's going to go forward for him and what he's working on and stuff like that. So definitely a cool uh, conversation I had with him. He was at a batting cage, so you might hear some batting balls in the background and everything like that. But again, uh, a really cool uh, conversation uh, with Aaron Hernandez. Before we get to that, uh, just a quick word from our sponsor, MyBookie. Hopefully you guys are listening to this before Thanksgiving morning because this week um, only that MyBookie is offering a – uh, risk-free bet. All you got to do is bet on the Lions-Bears game and it be against the spread and you can bet up to $250. Um, you win, great. You win some extra cash and around this time of the year, extra cash is huge because you know who doesn't need some more spending uh, uh, Christmas spending money. But uh, you spend up to $250 on the Bears-Lions game. You win, you get the extra money. If you win, no big deal. You get the money right back and that's at my bookie. Ag um, definitely check them out. They've been a long time uh, sponsor of this uh, this podcast. But again, hopefully you're listening to us before Thanksgiving because I believe that's when the game is. So again, here is my interview with Angels pitcher Aaron Hernandez, and I started the interview out asking him how his season went. So here you go. So season was an up and down season. It was a learning process for myself. Um, being being in a in a full season for the first time, you know. So, um, like I said, it was just a learning process and getting getting comfortable and trying to find what what, what works against these hitters, you know. So, um, I, I felt like it was okay. I I know I could have done better, but I think I went out to the fall league and I kind of figured some stuff out and you know just kind of finished the whole year on a good note and um, start the off season on a good note too, you know, saying feeling feeling good about where I finished off. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, uh, all in all, it was good. Like I said, just I think me finishing off in the fall league um, really well helped me uh, just put a good stamp on it on the first season, you know. Yeah, like we with single A Inland Empire, you threw uh, just over seventy two innings. Was that kind of what you wanted to do going into the season? Was that kind of your innings range? No, I mean, obviously it's probably up to like the organization side, but I mean. 
obviously I want to go as, as many innings as possible. Um, ran into some stuff here and there, but I mean, um, it was good. Nonetheless, like I said, it was first, first year. Um, I'm real hard on myself. Uh, so I try not to be too hard on myself just because I expect so much from myself. But, uh, like I said, obviously I want to go out there and throw nine innings every time, but that's just not going to happen, you know? So, um, and I had to realize that, but like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. You know, obviously you making a name for yourself with the organization, uh, MLB pipeline has you as the 14th ranked prospect in the angels organization. When you see something like that, how does that make you feel? And what's your reaction? You know, I like my friends and stuff, they'll send it to me or whatever. They'll, they'll say like, Hey, check it out or whatever. And it's cool. But at the same time, like it, it's just a number and it doesn't really matter. Um, I still got to go out and perform, you know, and that, that's, that's what I'm focused on and just going out and performing and, and trying to help the team win, you know, win ball games and stuff. So, um, and just trying to get better every day. So like I said, it's cool stuff. Like it, it's cool that I'm recognizing that way. But like I said, I'm, I'm more focused on improving every day and, you know, just being a better person uh, on and off the field, you know. Now, kind of flash going forward now, the Arizona Fall League, like you mentioned, you had just over 18 innings over six games. How was that experience overall with the mixture of talent from other organizations there? It was so fun. It was probably the best baseball experience I've got to, uh, I've got to experience, you know. So, I mean, everybody's out, everybody out there is just so good at what they do. Um, it was, it was, it's such a treat to go out there and watch these guys just perform on a daily basis, you know, and um, get just to get to, to know other guys from different organizations and just get to learn everybody and kind of pick each other's brains and see how people go about their business. And it was, like I said, it was great. I, I loved it. And um, it was so much fun. One of the things that was making news in the Arizona Fall League was the automated strike zone at the Salt Lake or uh, Salt Fields. Um, and I, I believe you pitched once uh, in there. How was it adapting to like an automated strike zone? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What were your feelings about it? Um, I, I had a, I mean, I didn't have too much problems with it, um, but I, I know it, you don't get the human element of it, you know? So like, I, I think that's just, I think that's just baseball in general. I think that's what just makes the game, the game, you know? So um like, yeah, you get squeezed. Obviously, you're not going to get a lot of pitches, but I saw a lot of pitches that were – that catchers weren't catching right and were getting called strikes, and it's not – you know, that weren't that wouldn't get called a strike with an umpire, you know? And you don't get the pitcher's pitch. You don't get all that kind of stuff. So, it's like I, – I don't I don't really like it. Um, but, I mean, if they, if they decide to do it, I mean, everybody's going to have to get used to it either way. So, like I said, I'm not a big fan of it, but – if they go ahead with it, then so be it. We're just everybody's just gonna have to adjust. Was that kind of the overall reaction to it? That maybe whether it was teammates or friends down there, were they not thrilled about it, or what was the overall reaction you think from people you talked to? You know, you know, I, I mean, I think it was just a it was just a shock to everybody. You know, um, just how it would be to anything like with anything else. You know, something changing and, and it's different, and you don't like it. Um, but like I said, I mean, we. We didn't get to play. We didn't play a lot of games there, so we weren't able to get a consist, consistent um, feel for it. So um, I, don't, I don't know really know how everybody felt, uh, but that's just the way I felt personally. Like I'm not a huge fan of it, but like I said, I only threw, like you said, I only threw one game there. So um, I don't know. I don't know how how what else to to think about it other than like I said, I only threw one game there. So 
it's a little different, but oh well. You you ended Arizona Fall League on a strong note, winning Player of the Week that last week in Arizona. When you heard the news, um, how did you feel? How did you find out? Like I said, it was cool, but you know, I it, it's it's a Fall League uh, Player of the Week. I mean, it's a it's a great thing. Don't get me wrong; I was happy for it. It was cool, but uh, I was just more I was more happy with me finishing off strong and being able to throw the ball well, just to feel better about myself going into the off season. Um, that's what, that's what made me most excited being able to come home and say like, Hey man, I, I finally feel like myself again on the mound, being able to command the ball and still go get outs. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's what made me feel a lot better more than anything. Uh, one that the thing, you know, the trophy or whatever you want to call it was a big, uh, chain. Did you get your chain at being the last week? And if you did, where is it right now? What was that? The, the trophy for player of the week down there was like a big chain. Did you end up getting one? And if so, where is it right now? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I ended up getting, actually came in the mail yesterday. So I got it. And it's, uh, it's sitting at home right now. Um, I was, I was with my with my buddy last night, and we're, I was wearing it around and stuff like that. So I thought it was kind of cool, but uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, like I said, it's got my name's engraved on it or whatnot. I'll probably just frame it or something. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's sitting at my house right now. As far as trophies you've gotten through your lifetime, whether it be little league or like you know high school, college, is that one of the cooler trophies you can see you can get? Um, I mean, it's. It like the design of it is cool. Like the the thought process behind it is cool. Like getting a chain, obviously you got your normal trophy or whatever it is, but like to to mix it up and change it around a little bit, like the the thought of that, I think is pretty cool. But um, no, I like it, it's a cool. But like I I want to win a a team thing, you know, like a, like a championship. I've never had got the chance to do that in high school or college. I was pretty close in high school, but those are the ones I'm chasing, you know. A big thing in the news now, especially within the last couple of days, has been pitch tipping and, and sign stealing. When you're out there on the mound, does that ever come to your come into your head that something could be going on to give the the batters an advantage uh, more so than normal? Out in the game, it, it's it's kind of hard because as a pitcher, you're not thinking about all right. Well, make sure I'm not tipping these signs or tipping these pitches. You're you're out there thinking like, all right, well, how am I going to go about getting this guy out? Like, I got to go attack right here. Um, things like that. Um, now, if somebody brings it to your attention, then that's something you can – I think it would be a quick fix. You saw Strasburg fixes after the first inning in the World Series game. Um, but I, I, I'm, not ne- I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff when I'm out there. Now, moving forward to your offseason. Obviously, you're in the offseason right now. Um, what are your plans? Do you go on a vacation? You, you just kind of hang out at home. What are your plans for the off season? Yeah, I, I got a couple of things planned uh, um, to go out, to go out of town with some friends and just kick back and relax and just enjoy my time at home. Um, that's about it, you know. I, I just bought a new house, so I'm staying at home and um, trying to just soak out that all in before I got to go back. What? You know, I've, I've asked other players this before, but if you had to play another professional sport, what sport would it be and what position? That's tough. Um, oh, that's tough. It's got to be either football or basketball. I love I love both sports. Being from Texas, football is huge over here. Um, if it was football, I'd be a wide receiver. Um, and if it was basketball, I'd be, I'd be a one guard. So... 
I love both those. I'm a seasonal guy, so whatever season it's it's in, I, I love them. You know what I'm saying? Right now, it's the best time of the year because I get both. You know, I get football and basketball. So um, are, it's are great you, for me, yeah. Are your teams, the, the Texas teams, the, the San Antonio's, the Mavericks, and the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, Cowboys? so I'm, I'm a huge – I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, diehard Spurs fan. So um, I'll never root for – I love LeBron James, though. So, But whenever he plays the Spurs, I don't root for him. Um, but I'm a LeBron James fan. Last time I saw you, last time we talked just like for a second, was at the Inland Empire 66ers golf tournament. And, and when we kind of talked for a second, you were talking about possibly picking up golf, you know, when you move back to te- – when you go back to Texas. Have, how's that gone? Have you uh, have you take, have you you uh, back out at all, or, or is that still one of the things you're, you're working towards? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been able to go out uh, and play. Um, the weather's been kind of cold and it's been rainy a little bit down here, so – Really haven't had the best chance to go out and uh, play around or anything. So, uh, no, I haven't. Um, while out in Arizona for the Fall League, did you happen to make your way to uh, Top Golf at all? I saw a couple of your teammates uh, through social media spend some time there. I, I didn't make it out to Top Golf, but I did make it out to uh, play a round of golf. I'm not very good, um, but it's just fun. You know, I went out with um, Austin Warren and then uh, went out with two other guys. Um, and we just played around a round of golf and had a good time on our off day, you know. So, uh, like I said, I'm not very good, but I just enjoy going out there and hanging out with the guys. Yeah, we're in, we're in the same boat when it comes to that. Not very good, but just enjoy the time out there. If we were to, yeah. if, if we were to open up your phone right now and see the last song you played, what song would it be? Oof. Um, I think I had, I think I had some little baby on here. I had his new single out on there. Uh, then I had uh, Jacquees' new album on there too. Uh, I've been listening to those two. So w- one of the things that I-, I noticed when we talked last time was uh, uh, tattoos. Have you got any new tattoos since the season ended? If so, what are they? Yep that that was one of the first things I did when I got back uh, after the fall. I went. Uh, I finished up my whole right arm now, so I got uh, the whole right arm done now. Those are the two tattoos I got. I think yeah, it was two of them. So. Any, uh, I covered any, it all up. Any more in the in in line, or are you are you good for right now? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I I like I still got to go back and, and shade it in and stuff like that. But uh, oh yeah, definitely. I still got a lot more places uh, to go get tattooed on. Nice. So um, the holidays are coming up. You know, you got Thanksgiving around the corner, and then you got Christmas coming up. As, as growing up as a kid, what is one of your best kind of holiday um, memories? Uh, I don't know, man. I got a lot. Now that we're all like the family's all a little older and stuff like that, we're not really getting together as much. Um, but I know when I was younger, it was the whole family, like from Austin, uh, Dallas area, stuff like that would come down to Corpus and we'd have Christmas and Thanksgiving all together. And say, and I, I think the, my favorite part that I really loved was when we got all together and just said, said a family pray, uh, prayer and, Everybody just said what they were thankful for, and you know, uh, it was awesome. Um, we don't get to do it very do it very much anymore, um, just because, like I said, everybody's getting older. Everybody's got their families to deal with and stuff like that. So that's probably my favorite memory is just everybody coming down to Corpus and we're all hanging out at my grandma's house or my uncle's house uh, and just getting together, you know, and just catching up because usually we don't see each other throughout the year. Lives are pretty busy. We're always on the go. Um, but that was probably the favorite part of it, you know, just like I said, cousins coming to town, get to hang out with those people, throwing the football in the front yard, 
doing all that stuff. So that, that was my favorite memory. So moving forward now, obviously you have time until March when, uh, or February might be when you guys report. Uh, what are some things you're working on to get ready for the spring training? I'm just trying to build off, like I said, just trying to build off how I finished in the, in, in the, in the fall, you know, so, uh, just commanding the ball still, um, still trying to move, move my body. Right. Um, just little things like that. I mean, there's not too much. I, I, I feel like that needs to be worked on more, more so than, than just building on, you know what I'm saying? So, um, right. Like I said, I'm just trying to build on some stuff, you know, the confidence that I have coming into the off season. So like I said, I'm ready for it. Um, still got a long time, but it's, it's, it's right around the corner, you know. You mentioned earlier how your kind of your main goal is more of a team trophy, team championship. But going into this offseason, do you have like any, or going into this next season, do you have any individual goals that you want to see yourself achieve, whether it be like an innings, uh, innings pitch, strikeouts, or anything like that? Uh, just get the walks down and try and try to go deeper into games. I think those are the two biggest things, and then obviously command the baseball. Uh, being able to uh, attack and not just give up free passes. Uh, I think those are the three biggest things that I'm looking forward to uh, that I felt like I've gotten a little better on, uh, especially with those last two outings in the fall league. But yeah, those are probably the three individual things that I have uh, that are on my, on my uh, goal list. So last question today, um, best advice you've gotten, it could be from a family member, ex-teammate, ex-coach or anything like that best advice I've gotten it was probably when I was 14 I remember playing uh, I was a freshman in high school and uh, my one of my coaches in high school uh, told me don't ever take anything personal and I've always kept that with me through, since since he told me that um, and so never take anything personal what on the baseball field you know like because there's there's you got you got your hard-nosed coaches and you got every you know what I'm saying so there's different type of coaches that will say different types of stuff and obviously these coaches aren't here to try to hurt your feelings or some some are trying to just test how how mentally strong you are so I never really took anything uh personal on the baseball field or anything like that and even in life really you know everybody's got their own opinions and um so I, I like I said I don't take too many things personal um when 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 coaches are trying to help me out or if they're in there chewing my butt out or anything like that so yeah that'd probably be the best advice i've gotten awesome aaron thank you very much for your time um have a great off season and and hope to see you down in tempe yes sir thank you appreciate it hey what's up johnny catfish here ambassador for groom goon beard and body care are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomedgoon.com. Groomed Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomedgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. We're the folks, we're the folks, we're the, we're the, we're the.
This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we're back at the on the All Angels podcast again. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. Thanks again for Aaron Hernandez taking some time out and um, able just to chat with me, kind of how the season went, and then obviously what is going on this off season with him. So before I let you go, there's been a couple of things going on um, the last couple of days, last week since the last time we had a podcast out, and I just kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Um, I guess one of the big things I'm seeing online, whether it be Twitter, or Instagram, or just kind of hearing. Um, on the radio, I guess is another way of putting it. Uh, the fact that the Angels have said that they're going to go all in with for Garrett Cole, um, which is great. But I I, I kind of j- joke around and and when a buddy sent me this link, this you know to this article, um, I kind of messaged him back and was kind of messing with him, saying, "And in other news, water's wet." I mean, if you listen to this podcast before, if you've listened to in the past. Even going back to as far as, I don't know, maybe the all-star break, uh, I, even I've said that the Angels are more than likely going to go all in. Um, it's kind of Garrett Cole or bust. And I think um, that what had come out today, uh, Tuesday night, has exactly what I kind of already anticipated or already kind of guessed because of the fact that, um, uh, you know, the Angels need pitching. I mean, I don't think it's a it's a odd um, premise, I guess, if you want to say that the Angels are going after pitching first and foremost. Uh, so with that, uh, everything that's going on, everything that's being said in uh, online, I think is completely normal. It, they should go all in for for someone like Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole is a pitcher that can easily make your pitching staff maybe um, one of the worst to maybe probably a top five, depending on who you surround him with. But um, the fact that the Angels are going all in for Garrett Cole, to me, isn't that big of a deal. That's something they should be doing. Um, one thing I, I, I've been thinking about, and, you know, obviously the second uh, target for the Angels would be like a Zach Wheeler type. Um, I think there's only a handful of teams financially capable of going for the Garrett Cole quote unquote sweepstakes, um, you know, Angels, Yankees, obviously being the top two. But other than that, I think all the other kind of um, second market or, or teams that aren't have this big budget to spend are going to go after Zach Wheeler. That's going to be cheaper. Um, so in a way, it's like Garrett Cole is probably getting chased after or, or talked to by maybe like five or so teams. After that, the other you know, a handful of teams that need a pitcher but can't afford uh, Cole are going to go after Zach Wheeler. And then right after that, you know, whoever loses in the Cole is probably also going to go for Zach Wheeler. So in a way, I kind of feel that Wheeler is going to wait. Everyone's worried about the Angels jumping on Wheeler now before they lose him. I kind of have a feeling, again, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't, you know, done any of that stuff. But, uh, but just my thinking, if I'm Wheeler, I'm going to wait for Cole to sign and hopefully he signs soon because after that now the five or so teams that are after Cole are and four of them are going to lose those four are going to turn right back around and go after Wheeler and probably even offer him more um, than you know market value let's just say at this point he's asking for and again I, I don't know the exact numbers let's say, let's say he's asking for 17 million a year all right now if Cole signs and now those 
other teams that missed out. And the Angels could be one of them. I don't think they're going to miss out on Cole. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that the Yankees do pick up Cole, and now the Angels need to make another kind of big move. Now, that money that they were saving for Cole can now be moved for Wheeler. And maybe now they have to overspend a little bit for Wheeler. So um, a lot of teams are going to be put in that situation where if they strike out on Cole, now they're going to have to go to Wheeler, maybe the second best guy out there. Um, and, and, and Strasburg and, and, you know, a lot of people are saying Strasburg staying in Washington. So, again, that's going to be a big part, too, to see where he signs. But um, Angels need to go all in. Angels need to be on Cole. Um, all the other movement, catcher has been a big issue. Um, or people are saying the catcher needs a, is a big issue. I, I don't necessarily – if the Angels start the season with Stassi and uh, as a catcher, as a backup catcher, or even secondary catchers with Smith, um, I'm not too worried about that. Everyone's worried about the offensive production out of the catcher position, which is fine. I understand that. Um, but not a lot of people are giving credit where credit's due to Stasi for his defensive metrics. I mean, he's if you look up defensive catchers, he's at a lot, top five in a lot of categories. And maybe he's not producing a bunch of runs, but he sure is saving a lot. So I guess it kind of depends on what you want your catcher to do. If your catcher, if you want your catcher to um, produce a couple extra outs by the way he's framing the ball, the way he's receiving the ball, Stasi can do that. If you want a catcher that can... Um, get extra base hits, hit the ball over the fence, then yeah, he's probably not that guy. Um, a catcher that can do both is really, really rare. I mean, obviously the Wilson Contreras thing is going on and the rumors about would will or won't they trade for him. I, I, I said this in the past. I said it um, numerous times. I, I don't want the Angels to, to mortgage a farm system because that's exactly what it's going to take is kind of giving up some top talent to get a, a, a catcher like that. And, I mean, the Angels just seem like they tried and they worked so hard to get the farm system to where it's at that it, it I don't see why they would just turn around and do it for a catcher um, when, in reality, if they are going to do it, why not do it for a pitcher? And that kind of brings up to the next thing. Some names that have been out there, um, you know, uh, Robbie Ray, um, Gray out in Colorado, I forgot his first name, but... Those are some options they can get, yeah, but again, do you feel comfortable enough mortgaging what would be a f- your future because uh, Joe, I think, is a no, it's a no-go on anything, um, but Marsh, uh, Jones, you know, Adams, you know, those guys are going to be productive, at least what everyone's saying, productive major leaguers at some point, so are you willing to trade that? future production for something that's going on now because who knows what's going to happen with those pitchers that if you do trade for you know pitching is kind of weird they they blow out an arm here they get injured here and sometimes they rebound and nothing like nothing happened and sometimes they don't you just kind of never know um but kind of going back to what i was saying with the catching position if we have stassi and 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 smith behind the plate i am not really worried about that all only because of the fact that stassi is a um is a great defensive guy, and, and and if you're going to judge him off of 50 or so games last year, I don't even think he got that many, but if you're going to judge him off that, then cool, whatever, you can do that. But I think the biggest part of it is um, is the defense. You know, pitchers are going to want to pitch the catchers that are going to help them out. Yeah, great, if catcher hits a home run, that's going to help him out, but framing a ball a certain way, receiving a ball a certain way is um, – also going to help uh, pitchers 
with strikeouts, uh, you know, and I think that's also a big play. So I'm not too worried about that, not too worried about the catching position. I would not see um, – uh, uh, I wouldn't worry about that at all. I would just concentrate on getting this pitching rotation down. This pitching rotation, if it's good, it can say it can it can hide a lot of uh, inefficiencies. Whether that's uh, through the offense or you know even I think defensively, the Angels are probably going to be one of the better teams out there. I I, I really do, um, but I wouldn't really worry about the Angels catching situation at least not yet. Once they sign, you know, if they sign Garrett Cole and then if they sign like a secondary pitcher, then yeah, then go out for the catching uh, position and try to upgrade that. That's completely fine, but don't put yourself in a situation where you're, you're focused, you're kind of splitting your focus on catching and on the pitching situation. No, go all in with the pitching. And then once you have that situated, then yeah, go to catcher. There's a lot, still a lot of good free agent catchers out there that I think are going to be on the market for a while. I, I, you know, these middle guys, I don't see coming off the board right away. Um, Darno came off. He, that was a little bit of a surprise, but um, Grandal signing for, I think a lot more, um, I think a lot more than some people originally thought. I think they overpaid for him, but Chicago has tons of money, so that makes perfect sense. If the Angels were going to go and sign these catchers, I think at this point you're taking money away from from a pool that you can turn around and offer Garrett Cole, Zach Wheeler, or whoever that same amount of money. I think that's just what it needs to. That's what the Angels need to do for uh, the next, you know. A uh, couple months or so. Uh, we are simulcast right now, at least on Twitter and on our um, uh, our Instagram. So, again, check us out, the All Angels Podcast. I'm going to mention it here. Follow us, rate, review. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on um, uh, anything and everything. Spotify, iHeartRadio. This will come out. From talking to the people that are on Twitter and on Instagram at Halo underscore Haven. This will come out tomorrow morning. Our episode or our interview with Aaron Hernandez, the number 14th prospect in the Angels organization. Um, so with that being said, I don't know if there's any questions or comments. Haven't really been paying too much attention to it. Just trying to figure out how this Twitter thing works, to tell you the truth. Um... I'm going to judge Stasi on pass balls and sub-100 batting average. And that's fine, but, I mean, there's still a lot more that he can do that's just not batting average-wise. That's what I'm saying. If if he can save a run just as easy as he can produce a run, what's the difference? I mean, you have to have one that, that – a catcher that can do at least one thing. It's not like um, he's horrible at both. He's a top-five defensive catcher, and I think that's something that even regular pitchers really look into to help them make, them, make themselves look better. Um but yeah, so again, I uh, want to thank everyone that's on Twitter and on Instagram for kind of stopping by and trying this out. So again, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can always reach us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram page, uh, Halo underscore Haven. Uh, on our Twitter page, Halo underscore Haven. Make sure you give it a follow, uh, retweet, whatever you can. Uh, Thanks again, and we will probably see you after Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, have a good one.
There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. 
I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.